Hi guys, this is Crime Connections, and we are your hosts. I'm Jackie. And I'm Sarah. All right, and today we will be discussing the missing persons case of Braylon Nobles. He was a three-year-old nonverbal autistic boy who lived here in Toledo. And to begin, we are going to go through the timeline of his disappearance. On Friday, September 4th of 2020, around 12 p.m., Dejanae Cox entered her apartment from the balcony and saw her mom, Bobby Johnson, and asked where her son, Braylon Nobles, is. And she told her that he had gone into their room and closed the door. Dejanae went into the room to check on Braylon, but didn't see him. But she had noticed that the window was ajar, and she thought maybe that he had jumped out of the window. For about 30 minutes, Dejanae and Bobby went around the apartment looking for him, including going outside. Unfortunately, they didn't find him, so that's when they called 911. 911, where's emergency? <laughs> yes, we have a missing three-year-old. Okay, what's the address? Autistic nonverbal. 3, uh, 15, Gibraltar Heights. I mean, 34, 15, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, 3, 4, 1, 5. 
Yes. Still looking like the hampers mm-hmm. underneath blankets. Yeah, because we only have one bed in the in the apartment. Okay. Oh God. Okay, well, the we three have... windows like wide open. Okay. Okay. Well, we get the police on their way there. Okay. 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 They're coming there. All right. Okay. Do you want to for them? Okay. All right. After calling the police, the officers showed up and searched the whole apartment complex, including knocking on the doors of the surrounding buildings, asking if anyone had seen him. Rescue workers put on dry suits and searched the Swan Creek, which is behind the building, and then they also brought in divers and searched the pool on the property, but the divers did not find anything. The apartment maintenance supervisor also spoke with WTOL, the news, the local news, and he had mentioned that the pool was open for season but closed around July because of uh, pumping issues. So due to the pool being closed, the pool should have been locked, meaning no one can go into it. So they weren't thinking anything of that. Toledo police started to wrap up the search efforts once the sun went down due to visibility issues. They planned on resuming search efforts the next morning. At 10.30 p.m., Braylon was still considered missing. His mother was not considered a suspect, and police don't suspect foul play. According to the warrant, Dejanay told detectives that she last saw her son with his grandmother, Bobby, in the apartment. They searched inside the apartment for Braylon, then outside the apartment, and both in the pool and nearby creek. Braylon's mother was taken downtown to be interviewed. Many speculated that she was being arrested, but that was not the case. Then on Saturday, September 5th, people gathered at the gazebo early in the morning to begin the search party for Braylon. A family friend, Nakia Young, reported to The Blade that she was frustrated with the Toledo police because she wasn't seeing them visibly searching for him that morning like they had promised. While out looking, searchers found a blanket that had blood on it in a cemetery across the street, but Dejanay had looked at it and said that the blanket did not belong to the family. Searchers also found what appeared to be a freshly dug hole in the woods nearby, but a police officer stresses that neither of these developments can be conclusively linked to this three-year-old missing at the time. So, And pretty much on Saturday, that's really all that happened that was newsworthy, other than there were a ton of searchers looking for him including his mom yeah sunday september 6th which is would be the third day that braylon is missing the fbi then confirms that they are assisting in the search which i thought was a little strange because typically fbi only enters when there was a federal offense which would mean he was kidnapped yeah i that's kind of what i was thinking too because there was a little bit of speculation around that thinking that potentially he was kidnapped so that it's not completely odd that they did get involved but i do believe that like most of the time you're not hearing the fbi's assistance with something unless like local law enforcement reaches out or it is a kidnapping well and they weren't portraying it as a kidnapping which is why i thought it was weird right i agree with that i agree it was kind of a little um they weren't really saying anything they were just saying that he was still missing that's really all they were reporting right so then WTOL spoke with Dejanay at the apartment complex. She wanted to clarify that she can't be sure Braylon fell out of the window, but based on where Braylon and Bobby were in the apartment at the time, that 
there was no way that he could have snuck out past both of her, them. Because we looked online, and according to the online apartment diagram... Yeah, of the apartment complexes that are for rent. Yeah, the balcony is right off of the living room, which Dejanay, the mother, was on the balcony. The grandma, Bobby Johnson, was supposedly in the living room. I'm assuming she was watching TV or something. Yeah. And then Braylon apparently went into the bedroom and closed the door. The only way out of that bedroom is a door or a window. Right. So that's why she said that. Um, to hopefully, I, I'm assuming, to stop saying that she truly believes he may have fallen out the window or something. Yes. She's, um, she just doesn't know any other possible theory. Theory, exactly. Around 5.15 on Sunday, the FBI announced an award of up to $5,000 on information leading to the successful recovery of Braylon. Also on Sunday, dive teams searched the water again behind the apartments, but were unable to turn up any signs of the child. And then on Monday, September 4th, so day four of Braylon missing, volunteers split up and expand the search to a three-mile radius, including going upstream of the stream that's behind the apartments and then they also were going around putting up flyers hoping if someone hadn't seen the news they would possibly see the flyer and recognize him recognize him yes the fbi was also reported searching trash storage up in michigan so trash storage i would assume that's like dumpsters and stuff dumpsters or landfill i don't know maybe landfills or Recycling drop off? I don't know. That's, I was kind of thinking the same thing. Tuesday, September 8th, there were more than 100 volunteers assisting and searching for Braylon, and they, which they all had met every single day at the gazebo. Which is really close to the pool area. Yes, which is like kind of behind where the apartment complex is. Searchers were given orange flags to plant if they had seen anything suspicious or if they had already searched the area so they aren't continuously going over and over the same places because, like we said, behind the apartment complex, there are a ton of... It's like, like wooded woodsy area. area. Yeah, yeah, it's like a wooded area. Yes, yeah, so behind the apartment, there's very heavy foliage. So it's like water all of the trees area and then it goes apartment complex and you can kind of see through it in certain areas and then other areas it's very thick yes and that's where all the searchers had been going every single day since day one yes um since day one to look for Braylon because they thought that maybe he had fallen out of the window then gone to the woods also on Tuesday the police searched under a bridge on South Burn Road and while searching, they found a half-open drain. Now, a searcher told the police officer that searching, or, you know, going through that prior, they had never noticed that it was open. So whether it was open or not, we don't know, but they don't think that it was. So they had searched the drain, but nothing ever came of that search. The little police were alerted of bones, but they turned out to be animal bones, which, of course, logically, there's no way that could have been Braylon because... There's no way... That he- yeah, there's no way he would have had that kind of decomposition to expose bones. In four days. Yeah, there's yeah. just, there's no way. Canine officers also searched every inch of the apartment, including the water, and they also even 
expanded their search into Michigan as well. So they must have gotten some tips some weird going tips. into Michigan. And it could be, like, I know his biological father has some ties to Michigan. So mm, yeah. that could have been something there, but, like, totally not related. His father is in jail under different charges, so he's not even considered a suspect at this time. Yes. And for whatever reason, the cops also decided to release the 911 call, which doing research i've also i've noticed or i've learned that that's very uncommon yeah and, and certain states don't even have to release like legally release any kind of 911 call yeah so my guess is they are looking for something or maybe help or something because it's just weird why would they release that what was the need to yeah i also kind of wondered that as well and that also stirred up a lot of controversy yes um once that was released Many viewers from WTOL called in claiming they heard the words, I killed him in the background, um, spoken by an unidentified person 18 seconds in. Now, Toledo police later confirmed that detectives are investigating further, you know, investigating further into the 911 call. Police confirmed, though, that the 911 caller was Braylon's grandmother, Bobby, but they were, I don't think they're, they know who the background people are because... When you listen to it, you can hear multiple people. At least that's what it sounds like in the background. Right. And it, the thing is, is like when you listen to it, you hear Bobby speaking. She's like the main front voice. And then you hear that back voice of like Dejeuner, like presumably Dejeuner crying. Um, but then some people, if you go on web sleuths, can hear like male voices talking too, which is yes. a little bit weird. Police and volunteers wrapped up their search around midnight on Tuesday. A spokesman from Toledo Police said that Dejeuner and Bobby are being interviewed again, although they did not say for what. And then on Wednesday, September 9th, which is day five, new attention was being paid to the pool. At 1 p.m., Toledo Police and fire personnel asked everyone on the scene to back away from the pool slash gazebo. Yellow tape was then put up around the area, blocking it off. A witness reported seeing a person with a long pool loop and that was probing the water. And it was said that it was the maintenance guy, but that has not been confirmed. It's just speculation, speculation, I guess. And then around 145, the yellow tape perimeter had been then expanded past the gazebo. So no one was, all the volunteers had to be moved. A fire truck then showed up to hide the scene. And then a large blue tarp was put over the pool, shielding the view of the entire pool. Now, during this time, there were a ton of people around the area. Um, there were volunteers. Once news broke that they were blocking the pool off, tons of people flocked there. Yeah, assuming that they had found him. Yes, or something suspicious. It, yeah. And when that's, with that many people being there, it they, was a mad house. They were shouting and screaming. They were, they started charging, because there were so many rumors going around that he was in the pool. And so then people started charging the apartment complex that Dejeuner lived in. And they were entering, they were trying to enter it to like bring her out because they were. Right. And like on Facebook, people were making like live videos. Like oh, yeah. it was a total madhouse screaming that she is a murderer, that she they want justice for Braylon, that yes. calling her every like name under under the sun. 
Yes, and then the police started kind of freaking out because they not need only, backup. Yeah, not only are they trying to take care of a scene, take now they got crime protect scene. Yeah, they have people. to protect Dejanay and possibly whoever else lives in these apartment complex that's related. So the police start going towards the apartment complex and trying to contain the crowd, and then a fight broke out, and then like it just was craziness, and. Like you were saying, they were screaming, we want justice, we want justice. And then at 2.35, a woman was placed into the Toledo police vehicle and taken away, which they were then saying she was arrested. Dejanay was arrested. Which, there's no accuracy no, to that and statement. Police then later said that they had left the building. They, as in Dejanay, Dejanay and, Bobby. and Bobby. My guess would be to keep them safe because the crowd was insane. At 2.40, the Toledo police said that the body of a small boy was pulled from the pool at the apartment complex. They believe it to be the body of the three-year-old of Braylon Noble. Later that day, the body that was found in the pool was confirmed, Braylon Noble. Also on September 4th, the search warrant was released. And which, I don't know, is that common? Do they normally release the search warrant? I feel like... Maybe, but at the same time, it is so fresh. I'm not sure why they'd be releasing like Yeah, they were releasing very strange things, in my opinion. Like, I was looking into it, and like I said earlier, the 911 call normally is not released. The video of it, I should say, or the um, audio of a 911 call is normally not released. Mm -hmm. Normally, they just do the typed out version. So then when they released the search warrant, the list of things that were seized was a black 2012 Jeep Liberty, which belonged to Bobby, the grandmother, six cell phones, two tablet computers, a claw hammer, a box of trash bags from the kitchen closet, cigarette butts that were found on a chair on the apartment's balcony, and a cigarette butt that was found on a chair on the apartment's balcony. So, I mean, those are all, I would say, typical things that would be seized if maybe they thought something suspicious were to happen um, right i think it's weird though that they would take the cigarette butt in just because if they if it was a dna related thing they're already gonna have the rights to get bobby and um Dejanay's dna yeah but if they had any inkling that maybe there was someone else there maybe they took that cigarette butt because they're like there could be DNA from someone else that isn't living in that household. Or saying that they were there. On Thursday, September 10th, this is the day after Braylon has been found, the coroner's office releases these initial details. The autopsy of Braylon Noble shows no atomic cause of death and no gross evidence of trauma. Drowning has not been ruled out as a cause of death, but further studies and investigations are needed before the final ruling is issued. And these are the initial notes from Dr. Cynthia S. Bessier. The coroner who performed the tests on Braylon said that she did not see anything that accounted for the death, such as disease or trauma. No cause nor manner of death has been determined. So for those of you that don't know what cause and manner of death are, so the cause of death is initially like is there a pre-existing disease? Is there an injury that may have caused this? And then the manner of death is how, in fact, this happened. Was it a homicide? Was it a suicide? Is it undetermined? Natural, yeah. Yeah. So during our investigation, there's a few things we wanted to make sure we did. One was go to the apartment complex. Mm -hmm. And we wanted to look at the apartment complex, see the 
everything for ourselves yes. just to get a good idea and make sure that when we represent this case, it is fact-based so that whoever ends up listening to this episode knows these weren't just two girls that found everything on the internet. Like we really went there and we did our fact-checking. Yes. And we actually did go to the coroner's office. We did. And when we went in to request a an, an official copy of the coroner's report, we ended up getting something a little bit better. So Jackie, do you want to tell them what they said? Okay. So we went in and I don't know about you, but I was a little nervous. I was so nervous. Because I'd never had done that before. Correct. And so we go in, Sarah is a beast and just is like, this is what we need. And the lady kind of looked at us like, who are these two girls? And was like, what did you say? And we were like, we want Braylon Noble's autopsy report. And so she's like, okay, just have a seat. And this is COVID time. So of course there's no one in there except me and her. And, um, we sat there for what 10 15 minutes yeah and i think initially what we kind of were searching for was not only a main copy of the coroner's report but i was kind of hoping for the toxicology as well because that has never been released and so i was thinking if we went in in person we could request the copies obviously you have to pay for those things however because we weren't family members and this is a pending investigation they would not release it we could put the request in but the guarantee of us getting that anytime soon was pretty much slim to none yes so then um someone had come out and she had told us and what was it she told us well first she's like what are you guys doing what do you want it for we kind of gave her the gist of our podcast and then she said well unfortunately this is considered an open homicide so a race yeah a homicide case so i don't mean to sound excited about that because this is not anything that we should be excited about but that is not anything that they have ever mentioned on the news or released or anything so that's huge that is they have moved this into a this is suspicious how did he end up in this pool because later on we're going to talk about a few ideas that we've come across but before it was like well we don't know how he got in there so now it's like okay it's switching from uh missing person's case to now it's a homicide which is huge it's so huge and that's something that like you can't find on the internet like no at all it's still not released and this has now been a month yeah and it's still not released so yeah we found out that it is officially considered a homicide which means we will not be able to get the tax ecology or the autopsy report now unless you're a family member or unless it closes. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't see that happening anytime, anytime soon. soon, unfortunately. And all, on top of that, when his body was released back into the family, he was cremated almost immediately. Which I think is insane that his body was released that quickly. But I feel like also, if you have all of the information, you have, like, they take the photographic evidence, they do the blood work, they do everything. They already have everything, so it's like they can't. If they didn't release it, it's like they'd have a whole line of people just like... That's true. So I I feel like they got everything that they needed and they were like, well, now it's time to have some closure for a couple people. For the family. Yeah. Yeah. For as much closure, I guess, as you can get as of now. Yes. So some things that we... Like I said, we went to the apartment complex and we were looking around because we were just curious. Okay, if... For... Well, for one, they're saying it's a three-story building. When you go there, the 
it's technically a two-story building with one floor underneath, so it's like a basement. Mm-hmm. So it looks definitely more like a two-story building. Correct. Now, saying a three-year-old could fall out of a window and be okay out of a two-story building, I don't think so, but I guess it's more likely than a three-story building. Correct. And when we went there, there was that um, that little structure, the metal structure. It appears to be like an AC unit, but it it's under the window that if he would have fallen out of, he would have fallen on that first, unless it was like weird angling. Unless How, he really threw his body out of that window. Yeah. There's just no way. He, he fell on that structure. Right. And I guess we can't hold too much volume into that because... I guess too much value into that because she did mention after she had made that like hey like statement the initial statement I mean she's nervous she's freaking out she's like this is the windows ajar this could be happening however now I'm gonna retract that because I don't really know for sure so like she even said herself Mm -hmm. I don't really know what happened but I just noticed that initially so you can't hold too much like to it because she did come back and say that and obviously until you're in a situation in that situation i guess you can't really say okay i'm gonna be pointing out everything if it's me i'm gonna Mm -hmm. be like this is happening this is weird so i guess that's one little theory that we can be like okay not really that plausible and then she also kind of retracted it so you can't hold so much weight on that one for sure um granted i i don't know little kids are fast like you just never know he could have walked out the door yeah you know it means someone on their phone they're not paying much attention you know she could have been out talking on the phone on the balcony bobby went to the bathroom real quick he could have been like peace out guys mm -hmm. i'm going outside to play because there was a park there's like that little park area the gazebo and the pool so he might have just been like peace out i'm going outside like yeah i no parent has their eyes on their child 100% of the time. So it's, no, th- it's accidents possible. happening all Absolutely. the time. Also to mention with the little park, he knew that park very well because she posted so many videos on her Facebook of them playing at that park. So he was very familiar with it. And I mean, there's also the possibility that if you want to say that he potentially walked out of there, which we don't know what happened, if maybe he... If that happened, you know, the pool situation, we can move on to, okay, people are also saying on the internet, well, maybe he, like, crawled over the fence and fell and then got under the pool, which me and you both know that the likeliness of that happening is very, very low. Very low. And if you want to go in and tell them about the dimensions and then... Yeah, so we went to the apartment complex and we measured the fence because when you go to the apartment complex like we've said you go all the way to the back and there's the pool the gazebo and this little park and then behind all that there's this like wooded area and the whole entire pool is fenced with this big black iron fence and if you're going from it from the street there is like a five foot drop of to the cement like it's all cement And then if you go into the woods, it's almost, like, level to you. Like, you could crawl over the fence, and then you'd be right at the pool. But either way, this fence is 74 inches tall and 5 inches 
between each little pole. Yeah. So so there's no possible way he could, one, crawl over it, or two, crawl through it. Yeah, because we even looked up, like, the average size of a toddler's head at his age, and the average head size is 16 to 18 inches round. So there's no way he's going to just fit through there. I mean, maybe he could get his shoulder in, but you're not getting his head in. So no. There's no way that that would have worked out measurement-wise and logically. Yeah, and people also mentioned that there were parts of the fence pulling apart. And we measured those as well. And they're not more than, what was it, like seven, eight inches? Yeah, so still he wasn't going to get his head through there. No. I mean, like, you would, he would really have to force his head through that. And that's the thing. But then he would, okay, so he let's say he forces his head through that. Let's say that's a possibility. Then he's falling five feet. Or more to cement? He's not going to be able to crawl his way into a covered pool. Well, I'm just talking about the cement, like, falling into it. Yeah. That's another fall. Like, okay, he falls. He he, he potentially potentially fell out the window. Then he got up and crawled away. And then he fell into the pool area. To cement. Straight cement. Straight cement. And then he fell into the pool again. Like, he fell into the pool area. Then he fell into the pool. That's That's a lot of falls. For a three-year-old. For a... 26 year old for me yeah (laughs) i don't think anybody's getting up without a broken ankle or two so that's the the likeliness of any of those things happening are very 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 slim um and then also speaking about the pool the condition of the water so if you go on the internet and it's like going down like a total rabbit hole people have had drone pictures of when they found the body over the which is super sad yeah it's it's disrespectful to be honest Mm -hmm. because they're covering the area to keep the privacy of the family and braylon and then people got their drones out and they started taking pictures while the cops are doing their investigative work so we're not going to post those obviously you're able to go down the rabbit hole and find those yourself Mm -hmm. but the water the condition of the water if he in fact was in there the entire time which when they searched the pool initially he was not in there they didn't find him. With and divers. With divers. However, I scuba dive. I'm not going to say that I'm, like, professional in search and rescue because I'm not. However, the average pool at an apartment building is three to eight feet. Now, we went on the website, and we couldn't find the exact feet and depth of that pool. And because it was covered, you couldn't really tell. Mm-hmm. But if you're going off the basic average three to eight feet, there is no reason a diver wouldn't have found that body no and with the condition of the weather on those days so the first day he goes missing it's 77 degrees the second day it's 84 the third day it's 74 the following day it's 78 degrees the day that he the day before he was found it was 85 degrees and then the day he was found it was 74 degrees the decomposition of a body at that time obviously the body decomposes a little slower in water Mm -hmm. from what we found yeah however with those temperatures there's one no way people didn't smell anything and two with the amount of decomposition that he should have had the coroners would have released that and if you're going to go based off of the fact that like if you want to say he did drown they would have mentioned that in the coroner's report because that would have been obvious right away. Oh, yeah. Well, and like you were saying, we the from the pictures, the water was pretty blue. Yeah, so that would the water would have been tainted if he oh, was, definitely. in fact, in there all that time. So those are just a couple of the little things that we found. Like, 
we're not trying to like sway someone into a certain way of thinking, but the likeliness of that is very, very small. Well, and the pool is also, like I had said earlier, the maintenance guy reported that it was closed. Yeah. And so with it being closed, it was winterized, which means it's a little less than half full. So like the diver went through it, walked around, which there's also pictures online of him the first day looking through it. And he's he went through the whole pool. Yeah. So like where would his body have been yeah. if he had done that? And even if there was, like, debris and things like that on the bottom that may have clouded the diver's, like, sight. They swept it, though. They, Yeah, you still would have found him. Mm-hmm. So he would have had to have ended up there days after the fact. Because eight feet is literally nothing when you're diving. Yeah. It's not even decompression level of diving. Like, you're, you're able to see even in swamp water. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, it depends on how dirty the swamp is. But it's a pool, and, like, the visibility of that water was very clear. I mean, it was a drone picture. However, you would be able to tell if it you was dirty or not. You would be able to tell, yeah, if it was dirty or not. Absolutely. Like, if it was the river, I could see it being different. Like, the not the river, but the creek behind. Mm-hmm. I could see that being different just because the creek water is pretty murky. But the pool was pretty clear. Yeah. And also, like, a couple other things that we should mention, too, is, like, the day that he was found, he was found floating face down in the pool in the deep end in a in murky water, is what they're saying in the article, according to the Toledo Blade, with minimal decomposition. And the toddler was wearing a black shirt and a diaper. However, he was reported missing when he... And the outfit he was reported missing in, he was last seen wearing a red shirt with Mickey Mouse, and it was a it was a long sleeve shirt, mm-hmm. according to the Sun.com and other sites that I found as well. So that was also a discrepancy that I found that I also thought was super interesting because, one, he's not wearing the outfit that they're saying he went missing in, which, again, you're not in the situation you could have miss you, you could have been remembering wearing something you wore the day before for sure. But I think the discrepancy with his outfit and also the fact that his grandma didn't even know his name. In the 911 call, yeah. Like, nerves or not, I'm going to know who my my grandchild's name is. At, like, the, I can forgive, if that's even the right word, I can understand the clothing. Yeah. Not remembering the clothing. But his last name? You're his grandma and he lives in your house. To me, that is weird. I think I... Uh, the um, grand consensus of people listening to that would also think that is weird. Mm-hmm. But s- let's forget about all of that for a second. We also would like to mention that multiple family members are living in that apartment complex as well. So if people are going to go based off of the 911 call hearing multiple voices in there, there has been multiple like reports of multiple family members living in the apartment complex yes. that are, I think it was Dejanay's brother, correct? Yep. His, her brother, um, the grandma. Now, I'm not sure if their grandma lives with Dejanay or if Dejanay and Praylin lived in an apartment and then the grandma lived underneath because I had heard that. Um, and then also the grandma's boyfriend. Okay. Okay. So, I mean, there's a lot of things being said. I just can't tell which is true and which is not to be honest there's so much said and in this case and it's hard to pick the facts from the speculation but also and i i know i keep saying also 
let's talk about a couple other things that when you go into this case and you start looking into it, you're going to hear about Dejanay mentioning on her Facebook page, there was two bodies found when they were looking for Braylon. I have behind in the creek, behind their apartment complex. Yeah. And I, along with Jackie, have searched high and low. Mm-hmm. Who are these two bodies? I would love to know because I cannot find them anywhere. I can't either. The only thing, because every time I search the, you know, the area for it, all I can find is something that happened in 2016. Which is, which is obviously not four related. Four years ago. So that's not even relevant to what's happening yeah. in 2020 at this point. Like, God rest their souls. But, like, they were not found four years after the fact. Exactly. All over again. Yeah. No, yeah, two bodies were reported found in this creek behind their apartment complex while the searchers were looking for Braylon. And then also another thing to mention is when Braylon was, or when Dejanay was being questioned, people were contacting her. I don't know if it was through text message or Facebook, probably both, that they had seen him, him as in Braylon. They had saw Braylon at a park nearby, which... We know, we've read into this a lot, a lot of times when someone goes missing, there are multiple false sightings, and it's not at the fault of, like, the person looking, it's just, like, people are more conscious, they're like, oh my gosh, that little boy kind of resembles the little boy that's missing, now I'm gonna go report this, but a lot of times, if you don't know for sure, it's just stirring up more, like, I guess, drama, because Mm -hmm. there was no fact to that either. Yes, and people's memory, I've when we looking into this, a lot of witnesses remember things differently. So they could think, oh, like that looks like him. And then it obviously wasn't him. So, I mean, but she, Dejanay had tweeted that she was mad because she's, she said, why do they keep questioning me when people are reporting they're seeing him? Which so. from her standpoint, I totally get it. However, as a mom, mom, but at the same time, she still needs to go through all the formalities. Like your child is missing because a lot of times when someone is missing or murdered, it is 99. Okay. I'm not even going to say 99% of the time. A lot of the time it's someone that knows that person. Well, it's not usually A a stranger because stranger abductions are what everyone hears about, but it's less likely than it is when it's someone in the family that knows the child or the missing victim. Yep. And one final thing I want to speak on, and this actually really, really bothers me. So when they initially like realize, okay, this little boy's missing, the community came together and they created like a little visual area. They put candles and little decorations, which I love that. Mm-hmm. But someone decided they were going to destroy his memorial and it's public oh, yeah. records. So I'm I feel confident enough to say her name's Elaine Bowersox, and she ended up being arrested September 9th, which was the day that he was found. So I just thought that was extremely disrespectful. And, and it was so an, unnecessary. Like, unnecessary. She beat his what? memorial with a baseball bat. So to me, it's like this little boy has just been found mm-hmm. lifeless in the deep end of a pool, and you're going to destroy this memorial that the community has put together. To me, that's totally disrespectful. And I think that it's something to be mentioned because it's just odd. It's there's a lot of little weird things like there's in this bl- case, for yeah. Sure. And but they're all things that are like kind of not related, but related. Like the blanket, the hole, the the lady beating his memorial. Like it's just like little things that were like, what is going on, yeah, Toledo? The, <laughs> it the hole is a soup that you mentioned that the hole was really weird in my opinion. A freshly dug hole like, that was like two by four. 
Yeah. Which is a really small hole. Like, wait, why? I mean, maybe there was someone out there just, you know, going to, for their cat or something. I for don't their know. cat or maybe a memory box. I don't know, but it was just weird. Just and it also, little things. Yeah. little things that like, okay, well now we got to go invest, investigate this, but it's just taking time away from what's actually necessary. Exactly. Yeah. With everything, with everything with the timeline that led up to his his body being discovered and all the theories that go around it we wanted to present it in a way that you know what's going on you have the measurements you have these facts so we wanted you to be able to form your own opinion and that way you had everything at your hand instead of reading through hundreds of articles like me me and Jackie worked on this case for over a month yeah like this wasn't one thing where we were just like oh we're gonna do this for one week and call it a day no we worked on this for a very long time and this is not over so you're going to hear updates as they are presented to the public while it isn't clear what has happened to Braylon at this time I do want to keep his name alive so that no one forgets about this little boy. His family is owed closure and the opportunity to know the truth. The community also deserves to know the answers. With the amount of volunteers that came out to help him and to search for him, we all just want justice for him. Braylon deserves justice more than anything. If you think you may know something and you don't feel comfortable going to the cops or you don't feel comfortable going to Crime Stoppers, email us you can always email us create a fake email it takes two seconds literally anything if there's something that you are afraid to bring up like you can send it to our email our email is crimeconnections at gmail.com if you or anyone you know has answers to the questions that everyone is wondering what has happened to braylon noble please contact toledo police department it will have their information linked below or you can also use the crime stoppers anonymous tip line And all of our source material for this episode will be linked below. And join us next week for another local case.